Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. The Holy Spirit really unveils Jesus, and it's really when you begin to see Jesus more clearly, when, when, when He becomes so real to you guys, that's really when I believe that transformation in the Christian life shows up. And I want to start off by saying that authentic Christianity, guys, is a progressive moving away from self and self-effort self-dependence, relying on what I can do. It's a moving away from self-dependence into a fuller revelation of Jesus Christ. It's really a fuller uh, revelation of Jesus, and in that revelation of Jesus, it is a depending on Jesus for all things. Remember, the Bible said that in the same way that you got born again, in that same way, you are called to live your life as a believer, and so that is really through depending on Jesus. And so, I want us to start off here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, and I want you to really notice what he says here, and I'm teaching most of this from the New Living Translation, he says in verse 5, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. That's a very strong statement, guys. He says, our qualification comes from God. Now, let's stop right there. You know, sometimes you can look at a scripture and you just kind of read over it, but I really want us to take a moment and kind of dig into what he is saying and this is the Apostle Paul writing, of course, in context, he's talking about ministry, but I really believe this applies to any area of the Christian life. And guys, he's saying that we are not qualified to do anything on our own. Now, man, that is a strong statement. I don't know about you, but I think that's a really strong statement. He says our qualification comes from God. And so, the way, what this tells me the, as, as, a, as a believer as a Christian, the way that I'm called to live is I am not to think of myself as being qualified of being able to do whatever it is that God is calling me to do. Now, guys, this is in complete opposition to everything the world teaches. You know, the world teaches, well, you got to depend on yourself. The world says, you just got to really work hard and then you're going to be qualified to do whatever it is you're, you're, you're called to do. And... I will say that in the world system, there's certain things that you can accomplish through your own self-effort, but I want you to see, guys, that if you want to be a Christian who lives in the purposes of God for your life, if you want to be a believer who is uh, fulfilling whatever God is calling you to do, it's going to require your dependence on Him, and it's going to require you to recognize that you're not qualified to do what He's calling you to do. <laughs> guys, you know what? I think that is so awesome. I think that's so awesome because that really kind of tells me that, yeah, you know, I'm not qualified to do, Lord, what you're calling me to do, but I don't have to be qualified to do what you're calling me to do. Why? Because that's going to cause me to depend on God, guys. I want you to understand that God wants to be our source for everything. God wants to be our teacher in everything. He wants to teach you how to be a husband. He wants to teach you how to be a wife. He wants to teach you how to be a parent. He wants to teach you how to to do your business. He wants to teach you how to really do anything that He's called 
calling you to do. And so what this is, is a complete shifting away from self-dependence to God-dependence. It is a dependence on God. Now look at verse 6. He tells us in verse 6 how this is going to work. He says, He has enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. Stop right there. I want you to notice that He enables us. Glory to God. Uh, you see, we've, we've shared with you before, guys, that the Holy Spirit is the great enabler in this Christian life. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes this Christian life possible. Now, he enables us to be ministers of this new covenant. Now, you say, well, Alex, uh, this is talking about ministry. But Alex, I'm not a minister. Well, guys, what I want you to understand is that every believer is a minister. Okay, you might not be in full-time ministry. It, you might not be called to the five-fold ministry. But what I want you to understand, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, you have a ministry. And I want you to understand that your ministry is your life. You see, you're going to be able to reach people that I'm never going to be able to reach. You're going to be able to uh, reach people that might never set foot into a church. These are people that you come across in your in your day-to-day -day life. And I want you to understand that your ministry is your life. You see, your your ministry is is your day-to-day -day life in, in whatever sphere that you're called to be in. One of the most basic definitions of ministry that the Lord gave me is, is really that ministry is sharing with the world and sharing with other people what you've received from God. You see, and so whatever you've received from God, whatever your area of giftedness is, you are to share that with the world, but you're to share it with the world in a way that's ultimately going to bring glory to God. Now you say, Alex, how do I do that? Well, friend, the Holy Spirit will teach you how to do that. Amen. Because he says he's enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. And then he goes on to say this is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. He says the old written covenant ends in death. That's talking about the, the law of Moses. But under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. That is so awesome, guys. We, we shared with you on Sunday, this past Sunday, that in this new covenant, this is not a covenant of written laws. In other words, the way that the Holy Spirit is going to teach you is not by giving you a set of rules to follow. He's not going to say, don't do that, or, you know, don't do this, or you ought to do that. You know, no. What he's going to do is he's going to work on the inside of you. You see, he transforms you from the inside out, and, 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 and he says he, he gives life. The old covenant ended in death. In other words, you know, there's no life in that old covenant. It was really just a set of rules and, and principles, but it's the Holy Spirit, guys, that gives life. He imparts the life of God into your born-again spirit. That happened the moment you, you got into Christ, the moment you got born again. And I want you to understand, the Holy Spirit now wants to teach you and he wants to enable you to do whatever it is he's calling us to do. And so once again, guys, authentic Christianity is a progressive moving away from ourself, from self-effort, self our performance and our self-dependence into a fuller revelation of Jesus. And guys, I want you to understand, it's the Holy Spirit who's going to unveil Jesus to you. It's the Holy Spirit who's going to really enable you to see Jesus and to be in an authentic fellowship with him. If you guys understand that, say amen.
And so, what we want to understand is also is that this life as believers is not a life where we are trying to fix ourselves, or it's not it's not self improvement. It's not us trying trying to become more spiritual. No, what this is, guys, and I think this is so awesome, man. And I don't know if you can tell, I'm excited about this. You know, because when I when I saw this, I was like, man, this is so awesome. And in many ways, guys, I kind of feel like I'm 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 just you know like a babe. I, I feel like I'm 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 after like all these years. I'm finally figuring out what this Christian life is all about, how this is supposed to work. And what I've discovered, what, what the Lord has been showing me is that this is a setting aside of ourselves, guys. It's not a fixing of myself. It's not me trying to become more spiritual. It's not me trying to become better or whatever. No, what it is, is it is a setting aside of myself. That's myself outside of Christ. That's that's the flesh. That's who we are outside of Christ. It is a setting aside of who we are outside of Christ, and it is a putting on of a brand new life, nature, and identity. But here's the key, guys. The way that you discover your identity in Christ is not by you looking at yourself. It is you. It is by you looking to Jesus. In an almost paradoxical way, guys, this new life and identity are found as we look away from ourselves and as we look to Jesus. You see, you see, the world is going to tell you that if you want to improve, even if you want to be more, quote, spiritual, you're going to have to look at yourself. You see, every religion in the world is going to tell you, man, you got to look at yourself and you got to work on yourself. You got to do this, that, or the other to either be more spiritual or to perform, to be in right standing with God. It is self-dependent, but I want you to understand that this way of life that's in Christ, guys, is, is a way of life where we are to look away from ourselves to Jesus. And it's, it's, it's a way of life where we find ourselves when we lose ourselves, guys, and we find ourselves as we look away from self and we look to Jesus. Look at Romans chapter uh, 13, verse 14 in the, uh, in the New Living Translation. Romans chapter 13, verse 14 in the uh, NLT. 13, 14. Uh, let me just kind of uh, get to it here real quick. I think this is so awesome. Look what he says here. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. He says, Instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop right there. He says, we are to clothe ourselves, guys, with the presence of Jesus. And he says, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. And so, a couple of things here. We clothe ourselves, guys, with the presence of Jesus. How do we do that? Guys, that's the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit, because remember, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they're obviously one, right? Jesus is present in your life. He is where you are right now, not physically. No, guys, his physical body is in heaven, right? But you want to understand that he's present by means of his spirit. Now, I love this translation where he says that you have to clothe yourself with his presence. You see, the, the thing about the presence of God, guys, is, is that the presence of God is always where you're at. The Bible says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Amen. So how many know he's, he's always with you? You know, it has nothing to do with your emotions. You know, sometimes we kind of get into this trap where we think, man, Alex... I really felt the presence of God today. Maybe you had a powerful worship experience, and that's awesome, guys. That is awesome. But I want you to understand 
that God is with you not only when you're in worship on Sundays, amen. No, God is with you all the time. He's with you when you're dealing with the kids. He's with you at the office. He's with you at the grocery store. He's with you, man, on the freeway, right? And how I many you know, guys, you need God to be with you on the freeway, amen. He's with you, but he says, clothe yourself with his presence. And so, in other words, what this is talking about, guys, is that we have to put our attention on his presence, you see, when we talk about practicing the presence of God, it, it, it is really us becoming aware of the presence of God. I want you to really notice that word to, to become, or that definition to become aware. You see, it's whatever you put your focus on. If I say left foot, well, then what happens is your attention goes to your left foot. But before I said left foot, most likely you, you weren't aware of what you were feeling in your left foot. Now your left foot was there, you were just not putting your attention on it. You see what I'm saying? And so in the same way, we clothe ourselves with the presence of Jesus by becoming aware of his presence. You see, that he's right where you are right now. He's never distant. He's never far off. And so, and so how do you do that? It's really, it's really what are you focusing on? What, what are you setting your attention on? Remember, guys, in our previous session, we were talking about being spiritually minded. And to be spiritually minded is to be Jesus minded. It is to, to set our mind, to, to set our, our, our thinking, to set our attention on the things of Jesus. And so that's how you do it. And he says, don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your, your uh, evil desires. The King James here, I believe, says, don't make provisions for the flesh. Don't make provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And so, you have to make provisions for the flesh, notice. You see, you, you, you literally got to feed it in order, to, in order for it to become active. And, and how do you feed it? It was through your thinking. It goes right back to what we were teaching in our last Bible study here, our last uh, midweek session, where we were talking about being spiritually minded versus being carnally minded, you see. And so, you, 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 you clothe yourself with His presence, guys, by thinking about the things of Jesus, by being mindful of His Word, by being mindful what He's already done for you. And then, guys, it's really just you talking to Him. Man, it's really just you having a conversation with him. And, and this is really what, what, what he's showing me, man. It's, 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 that's what he wants, man. That's what he wants. You see, God, child of God, God does not require you to struggle, to sweat, and to perform, to try to be pleasing to him. No, what he wants, guys, and this really kind of blows my mind, is he wants relationship with us, guys. He wants to be... The Almighty God, the Creator of all that is, guys, and 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 He's decided, man, not only to create us, not only to save us, man, no, but He wants a relationship with you. You see, He wants you to talk to Him. He wants you to to share with Him what's on your heart. You say, well, Alex, God already knows what's on my heart. He does, guys, but it's relational. You see, the 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 the. It's, it's, it's relational. God already knows everything, but he wants you to talk to him and he wants you to really share what's on your heart because he wants to be in that fellowship with you. I want you to really understand, guys, that we were created to be in an intimate fellowship with God. You see, man was never created to function effectively apart from God. I want you to understand that. Man was actually created and designed to live in an intimate fellowship with God and and really all the darkness that you see in the world, guys, 
the craziness, the craziness that you see in the world and, and how many know, guys, the world has been pretty crazy. What it is, what the, what the cause for it is, guys, is it is, it's, it's the fact that there's an absence of the knowledge of God in the world. You see, and I'm not talking about individual people necessarily, I'm talking about humanity in general, that mankind being lost means really that what was lost in the garden, guys, was, was the heart knowledge of God. It was the, the fellowship with God. It was the intimacy with God. And glory to God, how many of you guys know that Jesus came into the world to restore that? Glory to God, how many of you know uh, that Jesus came to restore our intimate fellowship uh, with a God, you see? And so it's all about about the relationship. It's all about the relationship. I want you to understand that, that our lives will begin to work, guys, when we make our relationship with Jesus our priority. And so notice what he says. He says, don't let yourself think now about ways to indulge your evil desires. Now, the evil desires, he's talking about the unrenewed mind. He's talking about the flesh. He's talking about that old nature who we were before we got saved. Now, we got a new nature, we got a new identity, but guys, how many know we can still very much be tempted by that old nature? How many know? <laughs> you see, now what, what he's saying here is don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your ev evil desires, or like I said, the King James says, don't make provisions for the flesh. And so it's where you're putting your attention, you see. That the flesh might crop up and, and it might tempt you, you know, to, 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 to go a certain direction. But I want you to understand, child of God, you as a born-again believer, with the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you have the ability to not give in to those fleshly desires or fleshly lusts, you know. Someone annoys you, <laughs> you know, and what you want to do is you want to let them have a piece of your mind. You know what I'm saying, man? You want to open up the book of cuss and you want to start quoting from the book of cuss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to go uh, uh, cuss, cuss on them, you know. Uh, but I want you to understand that you have the ability as a born again believer to, yeah, you know, there's that thing that kind of came up for a second. But then you're like, you realize you have the ability to not indulge in that. I want you to catch that. You see, this is how the Holy Spirit helps us to, to become spiritually mature, where you get to a point where you realize you don't have to give in to your, your, you know, how you feel or, how you, or your emotions. And our emotions are very real, guys. We don't want to put that down, but I want you to understand that you have the ability to, to not act necessarily on bad emotions or a bad temper or whatever it is that's coming up. Are you guys seeing this? And, and the reason you have the ability is because of the presence of God in your life, because you have the knowledge of God in your heart, because you're in Christ. Amen. And so, and so the Holy Spirit helps us to do that. The Holy Spirit helps us to, um, to grow and mature, really, guys. Uh, I think the key to spiritual maturity is, is to have a fellowship with the Spirit of Grace. It's really the Spirit of Grace that's going to help us to mature spiritually, you see. And that's awesome, guys. And it's all about the relationship. It's not principle. There are, principles are important. We, we share that on Sunday as well. But you never want to have just a principle without the relationship. It's about the relationship, guys. You see, and so watch this now. The radical truth is 
that our true identity can only be found not in ourselves, but in another person. And guys, that other person, the only person who's qualified is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, a person. Because here's what happens. Here's what happens, guys. When people try to be spiritual without the person of Jesus Christ, well, then what they might do is they might still kind of intuitively sense that the path to spiritual freedom or or however, however they want to call it, is, is found in, in, in kind of getting rid of yourself, you know, the, 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 the flesh or whatever word they use for it. You know, you want to get rid of yourself. But if, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, well, then what people are going to do is they might try to lose themselves by entering into a void or, or nothingness or, you know, this thing where you think you're going to become one with the universe or whatever the case may be. Guys, I want you to understand all of these are forms of death. Now, I'm making a very radical statement. All of those are forms of death. Why? Because life can only be found in another person. Life is not found in you fading into nothingness. No, glory to God, life is found in another person. It is relational, and the only person who qualifies, guys, is a Jesus, you see. And so, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, guys. You see, the truth is we were created for relationship and fellowship with God and with each other. And so, eternal life, salvation, spiritual life is relational. It's through a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. It is through a fellowship with the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you see. You see, like I said, a lot of people sometimes have this sense that, yeah, you know, the, the, the key to becoming free is, is, is becoming free for myself. In other words, you know, you might have realized, man, you know what? <laughs> a funny thing about all my challenges is that the one thing they all have in common is, um, man, it's me. <laughs> you know, uh, it's always me. <laughs> and so you realize, you know, maybe, just maybe, there could be something here. I'm not, and I'm not saying, guys, there's stuff that doesn't happen in our lives. You know, catch me now. What I'm saying is, is that very often our biggest obstacle, guys, is ourselves. Now, yes, there is an enemy. The, you know, spiritual warfare is very real, but I want you to understand that the devil is a defeated enemy. Jesus already took care of him 2,000 years ago, and the devil can only operate in your life to the degree that you are granting him access. And very often, guys, like I said, spiritual warfare is very, very real, but I don't, you know, I'm not someone who believes that we should, that we can blame everything on, on Satan. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's real, but I want you to understand that oftentimes it's just us. It's some, you know, it's like a, something where we have to mature or it's something where we just kind of have to kind of really let the Holy Spirit teach us to have a higher perspective on certain things. And, 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 and so what I want you to see is that a lot of people have the sense, yeah, you know, the way I'm going to grow, Alex, and mature is I got to somehow overcome myself. But I want you to understand this that we can never become free from ourselves, guys, by means of ourselves. We just can't do it, <laughs> you see. That's the whole point of the gospel. And that was the whole point of the Law of Moses as well. Remember, the Law of Moses was all about self-dependence. The Law of Moses was, yeah, you got to perform. If you perform well enough, you're going to be okay with God. Well, that never worked. And guys, remember, the purpose of the Law of Moses was not to make anybody holy, 
or to save anybody, the purpose of the Law of Moses was to show us that self-effort and self-dependence doesn't work. It was to show us, guys, that we need a Savior, that we need that we need to depend on a Jesus, you see. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.